Hi, I'm Patricia Grabarek. And I'm Katina Sawyer, and welcome to the Worker Being Podcast. So this week, we have Patricia sharing an article with us. Um, yes. Do you want to tell us a brief highlight of what your article is going to cover today? Yeah, so I'm going to be talking about hiding information from your coworkers and how that's actually really bad for you in terms of your wellness. So it leads to things like lower thriving, um, and it can have a big impact on your well-being. So don't hide things. Share things. Yeah. <laughs> that's the main takeaway. <laughs> no hiding. We'll learn more about the impacts of hiding because I do think that's super interesting, right? Like, um, I think that some people think that hiding is strategic, um, mm-hmm. but in fact we will learn potentially that it is not as good for them as they may believe. No, it is not. But before we dive into that, Katina had some super exciting news right before we started recording. Do you want to tell everybody? Yeah, I just got a house. Um, So yeah, we just found out, uh, which is so exciting. Like literally like just found out like, like not even half an hour ago. <laughs> no, it hasn't been that long at all. We were so about to record exciting. when the realtor called and Katina's like, yeah. wait, I have to go. Hold on. I think I should get this phone call probably. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so we're sticking around uh, here in Alexandria um, in a little neighborhood called Delray, which actually Patricia used to live in. Mm, it's um, so cute it is cute we can eat so much cheese now cheese yes <laughs> cheese steak is the best I love that place it probably sounded really weird to say the first thing about the neighborhood <laughs> that you can eat so much cheese in it <laughs> yeah well it's an important part for anybody in the area that's been to cheese steak probably understands yeah it's just like a I don't know a cheese place and they have grilled cheese and they have delicious cheese cheesiness of everything but and they have um, good wine they have great wine um so yeah so it's a cute little area and we're happy that we get to stick around and the housing market's insane and so i feel like a little battle beaten but now i feel victorious and <laughs> for someone who has a slightly competitive soul as mine and yours patricia um we uh feel good when things like that are accomplished Yay. I'm so excited for you guys. I cannot wait to see it. It's going to be be fabulous. Yay. 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 I am pumped. Um, So yeah, so that's fun. And then um, what's going on with you? (laughs) Nothing nearly as exciting as that. (laughs) Um, I cannot one up you. What is going on? I feel like not a lot's going on. I mean, it's been busy. I've got a lot of stuff going on with work. Um, Lots of client things going on and Shifts in leadership. Um, my favorite Jill left us. I know. <laughs> so sad. So I've been a little bummed about that. Uh, I know she's going on to an awesome opportunity. So I'm very excited for her, but very, very sad because I'm going to miss her a yeah. lot. Um, so there's just been a lot of those types of things going on, but no new houses for me. <laughs> well, I feel like that's something that happens like not that many times. Like, like really yeah there will be a time that you have a house and then I won't have a house you know like whatever (laughs) (laughs) everyone has their turn um but yeah I I feel like it's a mark of like a really good coworker when you feel both like happy and sad like you're like happy for Jill to have like an opportunity she's excited about but then like you're also sad that she is leaving because Mm -hmm. she's such a great boss and she's like such a great supporter of worker being which is so nice I know. Well, we'll definitely keep in touch with her. She's the best. Yeah. So, 
Yes. I have to just keep reminding myself of that, that Jill is not going anywhere, really. She's just not going to be working with me directly, but that's okay. Right. It'll still no. be good. That is true. We will all survive all of our changes. That is true. So, so here's my transition. Jill yes. never hid knowledge. Ooh. So now let's talk about this yes. article and why Good. she is awesome because she didn't hide any knowledge yeah that is actually very good so okay so <laughs> um what is your article called and who wrote it okay so the article is called knowledge hiding as a barrier to thriving the mediating role of psychological safety and moderating role of organizational cynicism and it was written by jang hu wang and jang in 2019 and it was published in the Journal of Occupational Behavior. Nice. So awesome. pretty new. Yeah. Relatively new. It's about, I think it was in January. So it's about a year old. Yeah, um, that's great. So yeah, that's always fun. New research. Um, really interesting topic. It's not something we've talked about before. Yeah. No, we haven't talked about knowledge hiding at all. Um, and it's interesting because when I saw that you had um, wrote about it for the blog, I was like, wow, this is kind of interesting because... I know a lot of people who talk about this um, as being like a problem in their workplace. And I've seen it um, in a couple different ways, like just over the years and working with clients and stuff. And so like, I, but I haven't ever thought about it as like a, a studyable thing, but so it's cool. I think it's like super relevant. Mm -hmm. It is pretty new. Um, a lot of the research that they cited and, about this topic is relatively new. The definition that's used for knowledge hiding was published in 2012. So okay. it is a pretty new concept or new, not really a new concept. I'm sure people have been doing this forever, but it is a newer area of research, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So it is interesting, but let me define it first. So we kind of understand what we're talking about and then I can cool. talk about the different outcomes. So I think it's kind of obvious knowledge hiding, right? If somebody is hiding information, they're withholding some sort of knowledge that somebody else has asked for. So that's the really key piece here is it's, mm -hmm. I am choosing to not tell you something that you've asked me about. And there's a couple of ways that people can do it. There's three ways. So one is playing dumb. So it's exactly what it sounds like, right? It's I'm pretending to not know anything that you're talking about, right? I don't know. You know, you need to find this document. I don't know where it is. Yeah. The okay. second way is evasive hiding. So that one is I will tell you something that's wrong. Like, oh, I think it's over there, even though it's actually in my desk, whatever. Mm. Um, or so that's one piece of it. Or I could also be promising to respond to them like, oh, I'm not sure, but let me get back to you. And I don't have any intention of actually getting back to that person. Mm. Sneaky. Yeah. So that's evasive hiding. And then there's mm. rationalized hiding. And so this one the person's actually trying to justify why they're hiding it. So mm. basically, oh, I can't tell you because only managers get to know that information. Or or I might say something like, oh, you know, the VP of HR said I can't tell anybody. So mm. it's creating a reason that like, it's supposed to be hidden information. And you can either just say, like, I can't because of X or blaming somebody else as to why you can't tell them. Mm. So those are the three ways. Yeah, they're like... I mean, it makes sense. Like you're either just going to be like, oh, I don't know. Or it's like, um, have you ever met someone like that? Like not at work, but you'll be like, oh, like, where'd you get that really cool shirt or like that really cool bag? And they're like, I don't remember. 
And you're like, yes, you do. (laughs) (laughs) I know that you do. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. I I know what you're talking about. It's like those people that every time you ask, like, yeah, maybe you're not going to remember everything, but you're going to remember something and you're not going to tell me any information for some reason. Like, what? Are you afraid I'm going to buy that same bag? Like, what is it? Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That's what it's reminding me of, of like when you're like, where'd you get that? And the person's like, I don't know. One time it happened to me, someone I knew had, um, a piece of furniture that I really liked. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. Where did you find it? And she was like, I don't remember. And I was like, yes, you mm. do. It's like a huge piece of furniture. You know yeah. From. And I'm not going to go buy it. Like for the record, I was just curious, like what carries this kind of thing? Whatever. Anyway, that is a tangent, but <laughs> I have seen that occur before. And like, you know that the person knows, um, or just being like, well, I have access to some information that you're just not allowed to have. Even if that's not the case, like that's really interesting too. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that these are definitely things that happen in Mm -hmm. work. Yeah, I'm sure it happens all the time. And it's just such an interesting thing because I've been lucky in most of my career. I haven't worked in places where this was common, but I can think of a couple of examples in my previous work um, at a Mm -hmm. different employer. And it's just so interesting to me how people play these games with information Um and I think it's really because people have like some sort of fear. So either like politics, like I yeah. don't like certain groups or teams, or it's a fear of if I tell them, then they're going to have this information and they can do um, a better job or they're going to take my job or they're going to get credit for something or I don't know, stuff like right. that. Yeah. And I think that they don't realize sometimes that other people recognize that that's what they're doing and that mm-hmm. it makes them like, I think that they don't realize that like everybody's kind of got their number on it. And so they think that they're looking better because they're preserving whatever that information is or connection is. But oftentimes they're looking worse because everybody's like recognizing that they're using that strategy. Um, That happened to me before in a prior job where um, there was like a kind of like a board of advisors and Mm -hmm. I had come in after that board had already been put together. And um, but like whatever, like I didn't want to be like, the head of the board or something. It was just like, that right. I was like, you know, now involved as a person on the board. And, um, there was a lot of like, uh, 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 disorganization, I would say on how the board was being run. And so the board president had asked me like, would you help kind of put some organizational structure around things and whatever. And the person who had originally founded the board ended up like not giving me, for example, like the list of emails, to be able to like get in contact with people and like um wouldn't share like past meeting agendas and like things that would have really helped me be organized that like but was doing the thing of like oh I'll get back to you but then never did Mm. um and so it was just like this constant cycle of like me requesting things and then not getting a response and then the president of the board being like hey are you gonna help me with this or not and I'm like I'm trying and I don't want to throw that person under the bus and be like well I've asked a million times but I can't get you know because I figured something else was going on but ultimately like everybody ended up figuring out what was happening and it just made that person look really bad Mm -hmm. um so anyway um they thought they were being tricky but their tricks did not play (laughs) out in the long term yes so I think there's that right I think there's that component where people catch on to it and it's a whole thing and there's research not this study but there's other studies that found that relationships with coworkers suffer obviously mm-hmm. right everything you just described is an exact example like if you are doing this behavior people 
realize you're doing it, then they don't trust you and right. it creates this loop of messiness because then maybe that person is going to stop sharing information with you and then it just keeps getting worse and worse and escalating for no reason. Totally. Um, so that was found in previous research and then also creativity and innovation were two other things. So like if you're hiding information from other team members, then if they don't have that information, then they're going to have a harder time to be creative or think of new ways of doing things. So you're just stifling the growth of the team overall by doing something mm-hmm. like this. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah, because you can't work well with someone if it's like a situation where I, it probably decreases a lot of like trust or the ability for you to feel like um, – you should be contributing to the team because you don't know like who's going to take your idea or what, you know, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very, it's problematic in a lot of ways. And this study really looked at how it can be problematic to you as an individual person. Mm-hmm. So they looked at thriving as like the outcome variable. So like what is knowledge hiding causing in terms of thriving? And we've talked about thriving multiple times. So I'm going to need to make sure, um, I, I link to it because thriving is a really interesting concept and it's all about vitality and learning experiences. So when mm-hmm. you're thriving at work, you feel energetic, you feel energized, excited, and you seek out these different learning experiences. Um, so those two things are within thriving. And what this study found is that knowledge hiding, if you're doing this, you tend to thrive less. Hmm. So, and that's really interesting. But the other interesting piece is not only are you thriving less, but the reason why you're thriving less, and this I found super interesting, is psychological safety. Hmm. So if you, so psychological safety, let's back up. We've talked about this before as well, so I'll link to different articles. But basically it's where you feel safe at work in terms of expressing yourself, your opinions, your um, your ideas, your thoughts, you're able to do that and feel comfortable doing that and not get rejected or turned down because of that. So that's kind of a general summary of psychological safety. And so what this is saying is that if you are hiding information, you are also feeling like you don't have that safety and therefore you're not thriving. Hmm. And, and the theory is, Either you're hiding it because you don't feel safe. So there's that. It's possible mm-hmm. that you're actually doing that because for whatever reason, you don't feel safe sharing information. Um, whether that's a true reality or not is the other question, right? So in some cases, they're saying that because you're hiding information, you start to believe that you're in an unsafe environment. You're okay. basically creating this situation for yourself. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, Yeah, because, well, this gets more complicated because organizational cynicism is another thing they look at. So it's having Mm -hmm. like a bad, um, a bad attitude about your company that you think that there's Mm -hmm. no integrity, um, that generally you just don't feel good about them. You have negative feelings about your company. You will disparage them, talk about them critically, things like that. Mm -hmm. So people that are like that, that don't feel good about their company, they're more likely to experience all of this. Which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really interesting because like it's kind of like because basically the process of people telling you whether or not they have psychological safety in this study is that they filled out, you know, a survey that had items on it about I'm sure like whether or not they felt comfortable sharing things in their um, environment, if they felt comfortable taking like risks or uh, bringing up like a counterpoint to someone's point. Like those are usually the kind of items around psychological safety. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so it's kind of interesting to think about because from the two perspectives, like either one, like I don't feel safe and that's part of why I'm hiding this information. But the other is more like uh, what happens when you ask people questions about honesty in the workplace. Like how much do you think people in your workplace steal? And if you're stealing a lot, you'll be like, they kind of do it a lot. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So you're more likely to think that like things are widespread that you do. Like you sort Mm -hmm. of rationalize it to yourself like, oh, everybody, but like, it's not a big deal because everyone does it. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of interesting because like if you're a person that's hiding this stuff, sort of what you're saying is that like you are experiencing less psychological safety because maybe you're assuming that other people are like you, yeah, um, which is kind of interesting. No, that's exactly right. Because I mean, we can get into the technical pieces, but the way they tested the model, it shows that it really is the hiding behavior that leads to that perception Mm -hmm. of psychological safety. So it's not that I feel unsafe now I'm hiding. It's I'm hiding and now... Right. I'm I feel this way about the safety of my organization so it's probably yeah. there's a good chance that it has to do with you know how you're perceiving it and not necessarily what's actually happening um, and the same with being cynical you know if you're cyn- if you're more cynical then you're feeling less and less safe mm-hmm. which makes sense right because you're kind of feeling badly about the organization so what causes you feeling badly about the organization is a different story we don't really yeah. know about that in this study but that could be just pure uh facts right maybe there is something really bad there and that's why you're feeling cynical and that's why you're now feeling unsafe and all of this is happening but there is something to it if you just have a bad attitude about stuff if you're hiding because you've always been hiding in other jobs and in other um organizations you've been doing this this is something just second nature to you or you have some fears that someone Mm -hmm. might take your job or something and you're doing these hiding things, then you might be creating a, a negative environment for yourself and there huh. and therefore not th- not thriving. Yeah, that's super interesting. That's very, very fascinating to me. Yeah. So that's the gist of it. I mean, simplified um, a lot, yeah. but that's the gist. So you've got that knowledge hiding leading to lower safety, leading to less thriving. So and the where summary. does the wait, where mm-hmm. does the cynicism part come in? Did I miss that? So yeah, so cynicism is uh well, it's a moderator, so just so you know. It's uh yes, basically okay. it goes between knowledge um hiding and psychological safety. So people that okay. are that have more cynicism, they're gonna see that impact of hiding to psychological safety. So if I'm okay. really cynical, then I when I hide something, I'm more likely to feel like my environment's unsafe. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of a combination of me being a hider and being someone who naturally sort of sees myself, sees other people as being less like pure and good, which would maybe make me think more people are more like me and also hiding. Mm -hmm. Then I'm more likely to create that environment for myself. Okay. Got it. Exactly. Yep. But if I'm a, if I'm somebody that's less cynical, then this relationship becomes a little bit weaker. So I'm, I'm not feeling quite as bad even though I am hiding stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm still feeling, I'm still feeling sort of bad, but specifically if I'm cynical, I feel worse. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Got it. Okay. Yep. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't missing that um, cynicism piece. So I guess something else that could be helpful is to say, well, a don't hide information, but, uh, but B, if for some reason you're in a situation where you have to hide information, which would be weird, but if you're in a situation where like you, it really truly is unsafe and you have to hide information, then like taming your cynicism might help your well-being in the short term. 
uh, until you can like get out of such a weird organization, even though we probably wouldn't suggest anyone ever hide information. But like if you seriously are in a situation where like you need to preserve yourself because it's some sort of like workplace Armageddon, then maybe (laughs) the only actionable thing I can think of to do with that cynicism would be in that case. Mm hmm. I agree. I don't know what kind of workplace Armageddon people might be in. And I guess it can happen, though, which is awful. And our hearts go out to any of you that feel that way. Workplace Armageddon. Yeah, because that's awful. But you're right. Like, ideally, the takeaway here is super straightforward from an employee perspective. It's share. Like, don't hide um, information. If someone asks you where something is or asks you how the status of a project or whatever information, just share it. Be upfront about it and let them know what's going on. And that will make you feel better um, and help you thrive at work. And I also think that like if you're a manager and you're listening to this, you're probably thinking like, well, I don't do that because nobody would would want to think that they do that. But Mm -hmm. because it's something that like is frequently occurring enough that someone studied it. And like we said, like we've heard of instances of it happening like it might be worthwhile if you really want to fix this potential problem that could have like harmful effects on you. Um, You might want to ask people around you if they notice you doing those behaviors, because sometimes it can be hard to recognize it in yourself or like be objective about your own performance. So because this is something that sort of has a negative connotation, it can be difficult for people to see negative things in themselves because we don't like to kind of see those things. So Mm -hmm. It could be a good place for feedback from other people to say, do you think I'm transparent? Do you think I'm forthcoming with information? Um, And to know that asking that question and getting the answer and working on it will actually have a benefit for you too could make it a little bit easier to try to like uh, maybe soften the blow of potentially receiving information that, you know, you might be doing this more frequently than you want to. Mm -hmm. And that's a really good point. I actually had written down in my notes that managers really need to Make sure that they're embodying uh, sharing behavior. Mm-hmm. And I actually just wrote down in my notes as well to put uh, a link to where they measured knowledge hiding. So there's an article with a, a measure of that where oh. you could maybe ask yourself the questions. Like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That might be a good way to do it is seeing, you know, what ask ask these questions of yourself and actually be honest and then see if you're doing it because some of the typical questions or example questions I have um, basically what they're doing is they ask the person taking the survey to think about a time when someone's asked you for information Mm -hmm. and then indicate what your typical behavior is and some of the items are I offered them some information instead of what they really wanted I pretended I did not know what they were talking about I explained mm. the information was confidential and only available to per- people on a particular project. So if you go through mm-hmm. that list of things and you're doing some of the negative things, then maybe sure, you are yeah. hiding, even if you don't think that you're hiding. Right. Totally. Yeah. I think that makes perfect sense. And it's always awesome to be able to locate. And I'm glad you're going to put that in the show notes too, because it's always awesome to be able to locate the actual scale so that people can find it. And it's so, I mean, we've talked about this before on here, but like, you don't have to reinvent the wheel when you're trying to decide whether or not you have this problem. Like people have already come up with questions that you can ask yourself or ask others or use in your team that are free to use, that are not proprietary, um, that you can locate. And, um, you know, it's, it's a good, it's definitely, you know, a good thing to do because it gives you a little bit more specificity around too. like, am I actually doing this or not? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think it's I think it's really helpful. And I really think managers need to take a moment. I mean, employees obviously go in, take a survey, see, like read the questions, see if you fall into those behaviors. But as a manager, go find out if you're doing this and then start to shift your approach, encourage knowledge sharing, share why it's important to share information, like talk about the creativity piece and building relationships, create a psychologically safe work environment, make sure people feel comfortable opening up and sharing their ideas and their thoughts. And, you know, there's not like a, a penalty for having a weird out there idea, but it's still encouraged and, you know, accepted and allowed to be discussed and not kind of pushed off and rejected. So I think managers can do a lot to help this because if you create this environment where everyone feels comfortable and everyone's working together and there's community, then people are going to be sharing more information versus hiding it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. I think that's 100% accurate and very good advice. Yeah. And I think that also applies to senior leadership and organizations as a whole is trying to create a knowledge sharing environment, trying to create a climate where there is that psychological safety and people feel comfortable speaking up and making sure that, you know, you're not taking credit from others, that there's not that kind of stabbing in the back, very competitive culture and mm-hmm. creating a culture where people can thrive and work together. And right. um, I think that's obviously important from a senior leadership perspective as well. Yeah, definitely. I completely agree. Um, so yeah, if you're uh, not freely sharing information or you don't know if you're freely sharing information, uh, do some soul searching on that because it could be harming you and you don't even know. And if you're sort of like doing it and you know you're doing it, but you're thinking, well, that's because I have to do it because probably everybody's doing it. That's also something to think about, especially if you know you tend to be a more cynical person. Like your view of the organization may be skewed. Um, So that's also kind of an important thing to know. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that this is really helpful, really interesting topic and very relevant uh, because I think it's happening, but I haven't heard anyone really talk about it before. So I'm glad that you brought it up. Yeah, me too. I thought it was really interesting as well. I'll be curious to see where the research goes in this arena in the future. So I'm sure we'll talk about it again. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see where the line of research takes us. Yeah. (laughs) Well, (laughs) thanks everyone for listening. We'd love to hear from you. Please reach out if you have interesting stories about this. I feel like knowledge hiding stories have got to be super fascinating. Um, So we'd love to hear them. Let us know. You can email us at contact at workerbeing.com. You can find us on social media, um, send us a DM, follow us, chat with us there on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter at WorkerBeing. And always you can go to our website, workerbeing.com. Thank you for listening. The Worker Being Podcast is hosted by us, Patricia Grabar and Katina Sawyer and produced by Allie Johnson. Mm-hmm.